is Leicester's Student Sound. Demon FM. And this is the DFS, the Demon Football Show. The DFS sale is on. It's always on. It's always here, available for you and for whatever you want. I have some breaking news. I am Evan. And this is Torin. Yeah, it is. is indeed. And this was Torin. So we're here. I have some breaking news for you. Uh, so something happened, something big happened when I was at work yesterday. I received an email. It's a big business email. And I can tell you for a fact that the DFS has been sold. We were bought by Chelsea. What? <laughs> they buy everything. Where, where are you going with this? Go no, on, they go buy on. everything. And they might as well buy us. We're useless too. Well, okay, it's yeah. fine. We'll get injured. We won't play for like a year and we're going to make millions. Uh, no, just kidding. It's a game that I play every day whenever I open Twitter. I'm like, what stupid thing did Chelsea do today? Ta-da! Look, literally, last week we were talking about Zoe Felix being signed by them, and this week we have another signing. Mikhailo Mudrik. 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 I mean, Mikhailo Mudrik. Mudrik. One thing that I will make clear, I'm very happy that they actually are going to give money from the whole transfer fee to the war relief effort in Ukraine, which is great. Um, also, so let's head into the principal's office. I'm calling Chelsea to our office. We're the principals here. We need to judge them a bit. My first question is, why are you buying people you don't need? It, it's just, well, it's it's all odd. I think I saw Chelsea spending this, <laughs> Chelsea spending, I think it's this season. It's the last six months, if, if it's the same post, I think. Yeah, it's, it's like 500 million or something? Yes, as much as Liverpool has spent the last 10 years. And I saw that, yeah, it's more than Liverpool spent under Klopp, just oh full God. stop. And you think under Klopp, you know, you've had huge signings in oh, Nunes, yeah. Van Dijk, Alisson, I'm talking, when I say huge, I mean money-wise, like a lot of money spent on these people. Oh, yeah. And yet, somehow Chelsea have spent more in the last... It's it's fascinating. It's fascinating. They spent all this, and currently they are tenth. <laughs> like I, it's not like I don't like. Uh, we will go into their performance in a bit. What I hate is there is no strategy. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Roman Abramovich used to have that a bit, but every now and then there would be like a manager like. Jose Mourinho, respect to him. He actually, I remember when he said the Drogba thing, right? Uh, Abramovich didn't want to sign Drogba, and Mourinho was like, "You pay, I make the transfers." Mm. And I'm like, you need someone like that. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I love you, Potter, but you don't look like a guy who would storm me to the room and be like, I want this player. Yeah. They just buy people they don't need. And people are like, oh, what are you saying? Mudrić is a winger. Do you know how many wingers this team has? Mm. Do you know what this team will not have after the summer? Two center midfielders. Jorginho is leaving, and someone else who's right now slipping through my mind is leaving as well. Uh, do you mean Kovacic? I think, yeah. I think they will have they will be away from two CMs and they're not buying a CM. Mm. They just care about doing money moves or like moves that will get them popularity. But I don't understand this at all. I think one thing to note though is that you could say they don't need a winger, but their attacking performance has been poor on the wings. However, they have also recently signed lots, several very talented wingers who I think in some cases, either through some of their performances at Chelsea or elsewhere, have proved that they're kind of indisputably very talented players. Yeah. Something's not clicking at Chelsea, though. Like, oh, yeah, 100%. You look at Ziyech, uh, you look at Pulisic, which you could put down more to injuries, but at the same time, he's been fit more recently and it hasn't quite clicked. You look at Sterling, uh, you look at you look at the whole Timo Werner when he came in. Oh, yeah. Um, 
You could even say with Havertz, it's just such a turnaround of like I mean, huge spending yeah. on talented attacking players, and then just because there's not really thought into there's not thought into what they who they buy and then what they do with them. It's just odds. It's like, the same thing with Felix. This is like like an unnecessary transfer, yeah. and people will be like, "Why? Chelsea needs strikers. He's not a striker." He's a false nine. He's the next. He's like Kai Harvards. Why do you get a guy who's similar to a guy you have, and then he gets a red card, and the guy you have scores? Yeah. And I'm like, what is this? And also, why would you give 11 million dollars for like six months of a loan? This makes no sense. <sighs> like literally, Depay will cost less to Tottenham to buy him from Barcelona. They are rating him at like what six million? Is he really only that? Yeah. Is his contract running out in the summer or something? Yeah, and also, like, they really want to get rid of him. Oh, okay, yeah. I, respectfully, I'm not going to go into that. I don't want to bust the pie. He's a good player. He's not a Barcelona type of player. Yeah. I'm sorry. He will do great in Atletico. I think he will fit in. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's just, it's difficult with Chelsea because, I, I don't know, there is, again, it just comes out that thing of there is the talent, but, yeah, they just don't make it worse. And you kind of look around at a squad that's had so much money spent on yeah. it. And although lots of the transfers, you know, was like, they've spent a lot of money on that player. None of them have seen like, you're buying that player? Yeah. Why? You know, they were all like, okay, yeah, that player's got a lot of buzz. They seem to have played very mm-hmm. well there. Sure, bring them in. And yet you look around now and lots of Chelsea fans are saying, we've got, you know, a dreadful squad. And although you disagree on pure talent in terms of what they've done at Chelsea, yeah. you can't, really strongly disagree you can't be like what are no. you talking about yes it's a squad that it's a but it, at the same it's just this very odd thing that, that this is why i'm delivering lots of howevers and i'm contradicting myself because chelsea right now is a contradiction it's yeah. just their whole squad it doesn't it doesn't make sense it should <laughs> it needs to be good or bad my I, brain can't I, comprehend i'm not gonna it. lie the way that i see chelsea if i put chelsea in a few words it would be i see the talent a lot of talented people. Yeah. I see the money. I see no vision. Yeah. This team has no vision. If you want to compare them to Newcastle, who has a lot of money as well, they have a vision. Yeah. I can see sense in their transfers. And even if they're in their moves and everything, I'm like, what is this? It's just a lot of talented people chucked into one bin. The same yeah. can be said about Graham Potter as a manager. He's talented, but they just brought him in. And I'm like, so what is he doing? I'm like, what, what What is happening? Yeah. <laughs> it's just... I don't know, it reminds me of like a food that you just chuck different ingredients in and you just hope something I happens. Think the only good thing is that for Chelsea you could argue is that their season has gone so poorly so far that you could essentially just write it off and let it be a season for Potter to kind of decide, all right, this is the path I'm going to take with this team. I hope you so. You know, you say he kind of figures out the formation. Some key players he will go forward with. Yeah. Um, and then work out who is surplus to requirement, who doesn't, and most importantly, really, who doesn't fit the system. Because Potter was a manager all about having a good system at Brighton. I mean, Brighton itself is a club all about the system. Oh, yeah. You remove players who get sold to the bigger teams, and then you end up removing the manager, and yet it still goes forward. It's a machine. And keeps I, I will, on growing. I, I will admit that, yeah. And although that's a different thing, because Brighton are a smaller team aiming to punch higher... You know, Chelsea are this big juggernaut. Like, they just need more vision. Like, you know, I think big. I think some key changes have to be made. I think, uh, you know, Kai Havertz should stop stop making him a striker. It hasn't. It, it doesn't work. It's, it's difficult though to fit him in because you say you play him as an. You could say you play him as an attacking midfielder, but you've got Mason Mount there, and 
Mason Mount, I think, is a fantastic player. And yeah, he's then, also adored by every single manager he's played under. And how about I know this that. is a weird thing for Chelsea because they don't like doing it. Sell someone. Yeah, like Havertz can go back to the Bundesliga. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm yeah. sure other big teams will have him. If you don't have a space for him, sell him. There's nothing bad with it. Mm. You don't want to waste his time, not your time. But Chelsea is just hoarding players at this yeah. point. <laughs> I mean, like, and I will say they also have had. I think let's. I'm gonna look up their current injuries because they do have a lot oh, of... Oh, they have a lot. Uh, like, so, again, in terms of current form... The one that crushes me, Sterling, but there's yeah. a lot of injuries um, in that team. Because that's not something I'm kind of like massively going, what on earth's happening here is with their um, with their current form. Like, they just don't... They just have such a disjointed squad that it's all kind of finally this bubbling tension. It was, happen- it was happening under Tuchel, even though oh, yeah. um, I, f- I disagree with, with sacking him. Oh, a lot, 100%. It, he's, there was still... A kind of squad that so many people in that squad, so many people now who people mm. are pointing at, weren't working under Tuchel either. Yeah, nothing's really changed there. But yeah, if we're gonna look at their squad, so Wesley Fofana, who would be a big centre back to have back, like you could build that partnership of him and Badi Ashile and really go somewhere with that. Yeah, uh, Zakaria was coming into good form, got injured. Uh, Pulisic, Pulisic, Sterling both injured. Mendy. Their main keeper injured. Um, he's he had faulted in the last kind of six, twelve months, so that was not great though. But, uh, Reece James, Ben Chilwell, boy Finger, who would be their starting fullbacks because Kukure hasn't yeah. really done great this season. So you'd expect that to be the starting fullback pair. Engolo Kante, who is their best, one well, their best player still. He's yeah. still a phenomenal player. He's injured. Even Broya, who like although isn't quite on the level of lots of these other players, is an out and out striker. And could just offer them a different dimension, even if it's just off the bench. He's injured as well. They do have... I skipped over a few as well. They have so many injuries right now. That, again, they if you're that, a Chelsea fan, uh, yeah. I think this talk... The fact that there's a conversation about Potter getting sacked is obscene to me. I think I said this last no, week. No, but. but I will be honest. It's not like it's not something I cannot see as a conversation if by the end of the season. So if they don't qualify for top four, which they're not, yeah, they're definitely going to be either Europe or Conference League. If they make it. Yeah. Or if they fall outside completely of Europe. Okay, I can see that as a reaction. I can understand it. Would I agree with it? I'm 50-50. Yeah. If he didn't, if he didn't qualify for Europe, yeah, that's a big problem. Yeah. Not even it, for a conference league. In terms of just a, a big club, purely a big club state, they've, he's inherited essentially just a broken... Oh, yeah. Like, team that just... I don't know where he... so got... many unnecessary players. Why did he got the deal? It's not like he wouldn't get like another deal. People were high on Potter either way. Uh, you've, I think you've got to take those when you can. Like, you never know what's going to happen to you next. Like, yeah, Potter know. could it... How great Potter could have done. What about if then next season at Brighton suddenly it all goes to Pot? Like, to Pot? Maybe, yeah. And then his stock decreases dramatically. He would never get offered a job like that again. You know, he. you have to take a job like Chelsea when you can. And on paper... Although Chelsea do turn through managers very quickly, you know you're looking at ownership, which you could at least guarantee would invest. Oh yeah, in your team, you could argue the current problem is that they're investing just without thinking, and exactly. that in itself is a problem. But at least you are getting some investment. So I mean, yeah. uh, it's not like the troubles end because uh, I saw a lot of publications talking about that. Uh, Eddie Howe has his eyes on two Chelsea players. The second one, I'm like, eh, all right. But the, the first oh, one, I'm like... One. So he has his eyes on Ruben Loftus-Cheek. But yeah. I'm like, okay, all right, this will work. And the number one, which I'm really... He's got his eyes on Gallagher. That could be nice. Mm. I would like to see Gallagher play in an Eddie Howe system. I like that. I would, it gives Newcastle's yeah. depth as well. 
I'd be surprised if Chelsea let him go. That's the problem, yeah. I think Potter likes him, and I think it would be just an odd call. I think he is one of the... You've got players like him. uh, Levi Colwell starting to start at Brighton now regularly, so he's coming through as a good centre-back option. You've got those pillars of like James and Chilwell as well. Yeah, yeah. I think you just build your team around Mount, of course. Of course, yeah. Um, You build your team around those reliable players you have. And although Gallagher's... Not that reliable player. As you're saying, you know, Jorginho's probably going to go. Uh, Kovacic might go. You kind of need... Uh, Kante's injury pro more and more these yeah, days. You need a reliable centre mid, I think, like him. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's go into a lot of the results. Of that. Yeah, so there, I think yeah. if we... We'll start by focusing on... There's been three big derbies in England and other countries... Oh, wait. Talk about. You actually care about other countries? I, oh, thought you I, I watched European the highlights football. on YouTube half an hour before. Um, okay. <laughs> it was a four minute video. It was a four minute video. It was also really, it was in like 20 frames or something. Like, it was Damn. on. It was on It was on the main, it was the first one that came out. It was on BT or something. Okay. It looked terrible. But anyway, sorry. Uh, okay. Back on top. We'll start, we'll go with, we'll go with that match, actually. Uh, El uh, Clasico. Oh, the, the, the Super the Supercopa de yeah, España. So talk, talk to those uninitiated. What, what even is the Supercopa? Like, so basically, the Supercopa has changed the last few years yeah. it used to be a simple match like the community shield yeah but the spanish fa needed more money so mm. they made it a four-team affair which unfortunately i can see it happening here too where it's literally who won the league who won the cup and who came second on both competitions so okay you have four teams you play two semi-finals and then the final what's even worse is that the whole thing takes place nowadays in saudi arabia for people who don't know. Wait, this, really? This was from Riyadh, King Rahad Stadium. I didn't know that. Yes. All the Super Cup games will be played there. Where Crown Jewel is held? Yes. Where the great man Saul has wrestled? Okay. Will you stop with the double view? <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> so, this, uh, let's say, I don't want to say the, the, the word, let's say sports advertising continues in that country. Sport washing. I don't want to say. It's how it's called. It's how it's called. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, so basically, not only did I have to watch like Real Madrid Barcelona play, which is always fun, but then watching what happened in Super Cup, I'm like, what is this? This is pointless. Yeah. You just added two extra matches to get money, and now like you're playing it in a different country. Anyway, all things I want to say about the match. Number one, I love Gavi. Uh, for people who don't know, I'm not... Um, one of those fans that is like... Well, let's actually explain. Our, for, for anyone who hasn't listened before, what side are you on here, Evan? Because you do have a yeah, side in this. I'm a Real Madrid fan. Yeah. But I'm usually more critical than the average football, you know, fan. Of <laughs> Real. Of every team. Oh, come on. Last week you were like, oh, it's going to be really sad if the, every single team gets relegated. Come on. Yeah. I don't know. I don't hate That's everyone. Not, that doesn't mean you're more critical. You are a loving football fan. Yeah, in the grand I love everyone. Okay, to be fair, go back again. I love Gavi. I can see literally. I can see probably the next Xavi in his eyes. Badly, he scored. Yeah, you just switch on the letters and you've got it. I hate you so much for that. <laughs> that will go Shaggy. Like it doesn't even make singer. If it wasn't me, Shaggy. <laughs> Should I keep that next? (laughs) Anyway, sorry, you're talking about Gavi. Gavi was amazing. I liked his first goal and I liked his two assists. He is class. The kid is the future. I can see him being a Ballon d'Or winner eventually. Also, please don't do any mistakes. Please keep him no matter what. Hmm. I'm talking to Barcelona board because like they they did the same mistake with Messi. So I'm like, please don't let Gavi go when he goes 30. I don't know because you're dumb. Anyway. Uh, speaking of Barcelona, by the way, they are in, again in a difficult financial position. 
And if they don't make any sales, although they will sell the pie, and I'm pretty sure they have a lot of things they can chop off from that squad, uh, if they don't do some good sales this January transfer window, they might have to do one for one. Mm. So one euro you spend, you need to earn. And that's impossible, by the way, for people who don't know how it works. Let's go to the thing that I want to shout about. What is wrong with you? Where... Where is the dog? We were awful. Where is the dog? I know you don't care. I know. It's a su- Real Madrid, this was directed at you. Yeah. It wasn't I know it's a superficial competition. I know it's not La Liga. I know it's not the Champions League. I know it's not the end of the world. But where is the dog? We were so boring. We didn't move at all. We moved like so slow. No attacks. No nothing. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Mm. Like, I'm not pissed off that we lost. It's fine. Again, to be fair, Barcelona needed the cup more than we did. Uh, Xavi, as a manager, needed a trophy more than we did. But I'm like, God damn it, what are we doing? Where's the dog? Are we all taking vacations here? Ah. Well, let's, I mean, the game itself, from what I saw in the highlights, you saw the 90 minutes, you could talk me through it more. The, the highlights showed it being a very one-sided affair. We didn't do uh, anything. We just rolled favor. You know, it's 3-1 overall final score. But, yeah. You know, that was a late consolation goal from yeah. Benzema. It was it was more like we were asleep at the wheel. That's it. Yeah. It's, I'm not dis- I'm not disappointed because I know that the next time we face El Clasico for La Liga, we will go 100%. I'm sure we will go better in the knockout stage of the Champions League. We're not going to give it up, but that's not an excuse. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I just I don't like it when teams do that because a lot of teams do that. Eh, we don't care about this game, so we're going to turn off our brains. I'm like I don't like that. As you as you said, La Liga. I've just pulled up the table here. Barcelona are three points ahead of Real. Oh yeah. Both uh, play the same amount of games so do you believe that that performance was uh against real against barcelona was indicative of real season so far what no, the they're currently playing what's to come like i think we started very strongly i think we have struggled ever since the new year has happened it's obvious that a lot of our players are very burned out and tired so after the world cup you think yes. it's had a big effect yeah like literally chao mendy just picked up a it's a minor injury but i'm like this guy like run the gambit 90 minutes every yeah. france game so i respect him uh, but also you get fresh players who kind of feel like they don't care anymore. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I love you, Karim, but you look like you just finished football. Mm. Some people are like that. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe Do it. Do you think then that uh, would you, if you had to predict yeah. uh, head over heart, yeah. Barca or Real for La Liga... Who do you think? Uh, it's a tough game. We might actually win. I'm still. not talking the game. I'm talking the no. season. Uh, we might actually still the se- still win the season. Okay. Because I still win- think overall we slightly beat them on our A game. But that's the problem. It's anyone's game. It's 50-50 this time. If you had to give it a sale percentage. <laughs> I would give it like a 60% chance. 60%. Okay. Like it's not it's not big. It's going to be a close race. Yeah. I mean Atletico doesn't even have a chance. Real Sociedad are third. They're doing great. Yeah, Real Sociedad, seven points ahead of Atletico. They're playing very well this um, season. One more touch on Sevilla before yeah. we cut to a song. Um, Sevilla. I'm just, yeah, sorry, yeah, on the league, I was about to say. Sevilla, I'm just looking at the table. Uh, 19th spot. <laughs> What's this, happened there? This, I hate the people that run this team yeah. because they have mismanaged them so much the last few years. It's unacceptable that you haven't used your funds correctly while you have been in Europa Leagues and Champions Leagues in good in good stages to get good money mm. constantly the last 10 years please don't fall I don't want to see Sevilla in the second it's when Villarreal went to Segunda Division I don't like this you're historic teams don't fall this goes out to you Everton don't fall I don't care if you have to send Frank Lampard anywhere with a catapult don't fall 
It's just there's so much talent in this squad as you look through it. You no. know, you've got um uh what's it called? Uh, Montiel Acuna, both World Cup winners, you've got Ed Nasiri, uh Papu Gomez, uh you've got COVID nineteen, uh you've got Bono from U two, like Several players, and it's just—it's very odd that they're in. We'll see how that goes for the rest of their season, but uh, blind me. I don't, don't want to. I don't want them to fall. Anyway, we'll talk about the uh, North yes. London derby and uh, the Manchester derby coming up soon. Was it me? It wasn't me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, one last thing from uh, Spain and Europe. Uh, I'll make it quick, but I mean, it's kind of official that uh, there's a new era coming. In uh, we're gonna speak more of it once it comes this summer, but. Wow, I cannot believe it. Simeone is out. Simeone is leaving Atletico. Wait, what? Uh, yeah, he basically has... It's not exactly official, official, but he ba- they basically have said it, that Simeone is leaving after the summer. After 10 years there. That will be a change. <laughs> I'm not seeing anything on this. Well, I've, well, I've read some stuff. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, fun fact, funniest uh, thing in Twitter... Please yeah. stop saying Sean dies for Atletico. Come on, we get oh, the joke. That would be great. Uh, no, but if Simeone does leave, which everyone in Spain saying that he's leaving, yeah. all, all the classic newspapers, it's going to be literally a new era. I don't know if if I can even imagine an Atletico without Simeone. Yeah. And for all the bad things that I have said about him, very successful. He has taken them way more far than they would ever hope to be. I'm not going to lie. Mm. Two La Ligas, three Europa Leagues, two Champions League finals. Respect, respect. But anyway, let's go back into the matches because, oh my God, this weekend had some great matches. Yeah, Real Madrid versus Barcelona put him in a foul mouth. Yeah. Keep on going, keep yeah. on going. Yeah. Foul mood. <laughs> you did great, you did great. Yeah. Okay, I know we won't talk about it, but I want to say shout out to Newcastle and Fulham, two teams that I like. I really like the match. It was very entertaining. You were both very competitive, although Mitrovic broke my heart by being a dumb, dumb person. <laughs> How can you like shoot a penalty and hit like the ball twice? That's like, even I know how to not do that. Come on, man. But I think what's good is it means he's creating a very clever thing where his pre- penalties won't be predictable. You know? I don't think he's going to take another goal one for Fulham. I'm sorry. Not good. Fulham have had a history of some of the like, worst penalties in yeah. recent memory. You know that yeah. Lookman Padenka that just <gasps> went straight at the Oh my like, god, that was so bad. Yeah, <laughs> for two seasons ago. But anyway, congrats to Newcastle who had like the 12th. Uh, like 12, um, how's it called? Non-conceding game in the league? Clean sheet. Clean sheet, yeah. Respect, respect to Eddie Howe and his boys. Damn, they have made a 180. They're going for, they're going to go, oh my God, they're going to be in Champions League next year. I cannot believe this. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the big match. Do you want to start with the Manchester Derby or the North London Derby? I think we go Manchester Derby. Okay, straight up question. Do you think should have the goal should have been allowed or not? Uh, no, it shouldn't have been. Same. Okay, because I need to know if we're in the same page with this or not. Now, to be fair, I am very happy that Den Haag won and he has made this great form and team and system and I'm happy Rashford is on a very good like form. I love United at this point. However, the first goal was ridiculous. Yeah. Like I, I, They're like, oh, well, Rashford didn't exactly like influence the play, but people went to mark him. They thought he would suit the goal. Mm. Of course he influenced the play. Like the people started... Like, crowding over him. Then Bruno Fernandes came in with a shot. Come on. Come like, on. Akanji was saying in the post-match interview, and you could see him apply it in the game as well. It wasn't just waffling. He drops off and lets Rashford run because he re- recognises he's offside. Yeah. And so the fact that it's allowed kind of... It feels like it's going against... 
like I think defenders should be credited for playing a good offside track. Yeah, of course. And it goes against that by going a decision like this. But and the also, thing is, if this happened again in a game, I wouldn't be surprised if the decision goes the other way. As as Den Hag said, like respect to the man, yeah. he said in an interview, I would be furious if I considered this goal, and I'm like, of course you would be. Yeah. Anyone would be. Um. Uh, I mean, what can I say about the game? I don't. Do you think there's an issue with the city? They had two defeats lately. Uh, I'm not saying there's an issue. I think there's like a small bump in the road. I think, well, the key thing in this game was that they weren't using Haaland quite how he's been best utilising in the past. Like, he was... Uh, I can't bring it up here, but I, was, I saw this in some coverage. His average position was much deeper than normal. Yeah, he's dropping deep uh, He now. was. I think he was... You know, De Bruyne was ahead of him and both wingers yeah. were ahead of him. He was nearly level with all of the other central... Bernardo Silva, I think. Um, and that's just going to not utilise him as well. They want to kind of get him more in the build-up and it just didn't work. But I think Manchester United were very clever in that they had tight man-marking on the creative players in that midfield, De Bruyne and Silva. Oh, so they just kind of really closed off the space. It was a very well-drilled performance. It's good to see... Yeah. I think because I always thought Fred was a talented player, but probably but same. He wasn't the person to be the midfielder at Manchester United. You know, he needs no. so, he needs someone to work off. He needs to be the second person. Oh no, they and do have he's, the now midfielder. he's got Casemiro, yeah, who's hit some fant- <sighs> so fantastic form and is proving why he was a good signing. I think like it's working for Fred now as well. So come back, I yeah. miss you. Come back, I miss um, you. <laughs> I think <laughs> I don't think it's an overall sign for Manchester City. Uh, again, like they still, them they themselves have a few issues in def- uh, or injuries in defence with Diaz. Yeah, I think Diaz are Diaz Laporte and Stones all out right now. I, I think yeah. Uh, oh no, Laporte's on the was on the bench. My apologies. I think he's coming back from an injury though. Whereas Diaz and Stones are out with some knocks. But yeah, um, even though the possession, it was a really interesting match. Even though the possession here, I've got it here. Um, seventy-one percent City, twenty-nine United. Um, the expected goals, total shots, big chances. All comfortably, Man United had more. Um, you know, 1.72 xG to 0.65, eight total shots to five, uh, four big chances to City just having yeah. one. Like it was, United were just clinical with what they did. They just they did what they did very well. They had a game plan, executed it fantastically. So big credit to Ten Hag, and oh, big yeah. credit to all the players for implementing it really well. I as mean, well. respect. United has turned into a team. Ten Hag has turned into a, like has I I I respect him a lot as a manager and I like him even more now. Uh, I I think it's a bump in the road. I'm not afraid for City. I think they will be fine in the end. Hmm. They do have great team with a lot of goats in them, so they should be fine. The only thing I would say with City, I, I think overall they're fine, but only making one substitution in the whole game when you do have some talented players on, and you've got a Gundogan or an Alvarez. Yeah on the bench, you know, or even like to some extent someone like Sergio Gomez or Rico Lewis at fullback yeah. who could just bring on a bit of pace there. Like to not use them, to only make one substitution in the fifty seventh minute, you know, is a very strange decision, especially because the one substitution they made was an effective one. Grealish came off the bench, yeah. Grealish scored the opener, and Guardiola decides not to make any more substitutions. It's yeah, you know, it I think weird. Gundogan for Silver was an obvious one. Obviously. I just, there's just some other, it, it was it was an odd call and I think that could be a thing that might cost them this game. And yeah. in this title race, you know, every point is important. Oh, yeah. So, you know, if there's a single thing that's costing you a game, you need to improve that quickly. And also just drop Highland back into his real position. Don't yeah. drop him deep. Come on. 
let's go into the North London Derby, which was uh, dramatic, as you can say. Uh, starting off with uh, the Tottenham side news. Uh, first of all, uh, uh, Hugo Lloris retired from national duty, which huge respect to him. He has done everything he could with France. He's a world-class legendary goalkeeper. <laughs> I'm, I'm stating this early, okay? <laughs> Before I go to the next point. However, <laughs> age does catch up with the person, and that whole first goal was like, wow. Yeah, it wasn't. Wow. It's it's not it's not great. <laughs> and I will say this: if the rumors are true, and his replacement is Pickford, well done. I like this transfer. Yeah, I think Pickford would be a good goalkeeper for Tottenham. Yeah, I I would like it for Jordan. He I mean, there's it. there's lots of keepers around. They could sign anyone, but I think yeah, Larissa's time as a first team goalkeeper, Champions yeah. League keeper, is maybe coming to an end. I, I don't think it can continue. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. It's fine. He's been here forever. <laughs> yeah. And also another thing uh, about Tottenham, of course, the result was a 2-0 victory for Arsenal. The Odengard goal. Oh, my God. That goal. Yeah. He's so good. Odengard is a... He, I'm so... It's really nice to see him do well. Not just because... It's not just the case of like, oh, it's cool to see a great player perform. But someone who's kind of had his story of he came to Real Madrid and it yeah. was like, this is going to be the best player in the world. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be. And you build with that hype around a player and so often you see it so many times, so many different examples yeah. where that hype just crushes a player because they're a child <laughs> being told you're going to be the world's best player. Yeah. You're going to earn millions. You're going to have people, millions adoring you. And that is not, that's a lot of weight to put on someone's shoulders that young. Yeah. And it initially seemed like he was stumbling because he got loaned up to Herovane. Uh, so, you know, and it's like people like already wrote him off. So it's really great for him to prove him wrong, to prove everyone wrong, and just to come into his own as a player and be such a crucial cog in that Arsenal team. He's a cog in the machine. Yeah, and like, good, fair, fair play to him. You know, Arsenal, He's very good. Arsenal more and more are convincing me that they could actually go away. I know. They might yeah. quick buy it. I will be insane. Yeah. I, you know what? I always want to see City's reign end. And I would love it. Why not? Let's do something different yeah. this season. It's just... it's. I was about to make a comparison. I think this... Com- the fact I was going to make this comparison says a lot about... And I mean this in a negative way. It says a lot about the state of English. But I was going to almost compare it to how I viewed you know, Leicester winning the league. In that when when's the point when you start to think... It can actually happen. I mean, it's they're so different examples because when this actually, is literally where you sold on this the is, Leicester, lit- on this the is literally Leicester. Arsenal, you know, yeah. who have the invincible, you know, the team of the invincibles, three time Premier, was it four? I think it's three yeah. Premier, uh, time Premier League winners. This isn't some five thousand to one story, but in that in the Leicester case, it was just it was an absolute underdog against the juggernaut of almost just the whole Premier League, like the rest. I couldn't of them. believe it until Whereas it happened. In here, it's Arsenal. Yeah being an underdog against just the individual juggernaut of Manchester City and this feeling that because Manchester City have Haaland, you know, and are even better than... It feels... It's some, to, 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 to some extent, it feels like they're even better than they were when they just won two league seasons in a row. It feels like, how could you? How could they not win the league? Yeah. And yet Arsenal are just continuing to move on. I think one of the best things about this game, bar just the really great performance in oh, yeah. a North London game, good performances around, you know, some... Some players back from injury. Emil Smith Rowe getting subbed on the 90th minute. That is huge. Not just, I don't necessarily know if he'll come straight and start. I actually doubt it with how good Saka and Martinelli have been. They have been amazing. But to have depth 
yeah. in positions absolutely vital like couldn't be more important at this point the fact that now if there is you know another injury in that uh, front three they could adapt around it and still they'd be weaker but they would still be okay i think so i have a couple of transfer things both for arsenal and tottenham yeah uh, because i was definitely not slacking off at the job and i got the weaves of the stories so Arsenal's main priority, according to BBC at this point, is this summer to get Declan Rice in. Mm. Do you think he would fit? Uh if the if he replaced if he plays in Jacker's role, then yes, I think he could. I think last I think season he showed it was more of an that was in a defensive double pivot with Suchek, but he showed that he could kind of go forward and contribute a lot to uh West Ham as a team going forward. So and you could you could kind of do that role with Xhaka because they kind of Arsenal have kind of got a a three-tiered midfield in the centre midfield, if that makes sense. You've got mm. the defensive one in party. You've got the uh, more offensive one in Erdogan. You've got the one kind of in between, maybe yeah. a bit more defensive leaning in Jacker. Um, so I think Rice could come in and do that. I would be surprised if he goes um, to Arsenal because he's a Chelsea academy player and he st- still seems to have a decent amount of affinity for Chelsea. Uh, yeah, that's so for true, him that's to true. join a London rival would be... It would be scenes. I would yeah, find but it, it would hilarious. be better than the championship. But <laughs> I'm sorry, they're terrible. I'm like, sorry, West Ham yeah. is doing terribly right now. It's it's an interesting. I think he'd be a great fit, but I would be very surprised to see him go. I, I would like to see that as a transfer. I'm not yeah. saying that it happened, but I'm saying like uh, same. It would be a very good fit and all that stuff. And speaking of Tottenham, uh, I talked to you a bit about it in the break. Uh, Levi basically said if there's another chance to sell. Uh, and there's another offer for Harry Kane, they're not going to block it anymore. Yeah. So Tottenham is like, we're hands off. If this happens, it happens. I I don't I don't see a way they can replace him if he leaves. Uh, yeah, I was, I, was, and I was saying this to you at the break. It's kind of, it would be less about, I agree, because he's a player you can't replace. His um, yeah, goal-scoring ability, his link-up play is phenomenal. And you won't find a player who is willing to go to Tottenham who can be as good you know you are talking about like he is on the level of Haaland and Mbappe in terms yeah. of current strikers you know there there isn't someone who would join it's, Tottenham it's going to be the end of an era so only Son would remain it would instead be about how do they build up a team that can score mm. as many goals you know an attack that can score as many goals and I think they could Son, Kulisevsky and Richarlison oh they're good is a very very good strike <laughs> is a very very good attacking Son can get 20 goals in a season oh yeah you know uh, I think Richarlison in a good team potentially could as well you know I think if they build it if they build it right they can survive Harry Kane leaving absolutely mm-hmm. and they could do it almost with what they've got now but they just have to be careful maybe a one investment in that uh, three for three in that four to someone who can be a really excellent uh, attacking player, perhaps on the right wing back position, uh, but yeah, we'll we'll have to see there. I mean, it's an end of an era. Like I, I keep it re- could be the end of an era. We it don't could know. be, it could it be. Could but be, I was, uh, my mind keeps going back into Tottenham of the early 2010s, and I'm like, where is everybody? What's left? It's like Hugo, Son, Kane. You sound so sad <laughs> about like, it. Yeah, <laughs> we had so Son. many. They had so many great players come through, and they just left and. I mean, I, I don't see it anymore. Them finding that young player that everyone will go, wow. Yeah. I don't see it anymore. And like the last piece of news, which of course a lot of people run with because Tottenham is facing City tomorrow. 
people are saying, I mean, people and a lot of publications and pundits say, Conde is under a lot of pressure right now. Yeah. Like his position is under pressure, which is a nice way of saying he's a bit on the edge of getting cut. Yeah. And I don't understand why, because A, who are you going to replace him with? Mm. And B, are we really going to go back to Pots? Because that's what you're going to do. There's no way you'll find someone else. Yeah, it's a... Uh... It's. Uh, I would not sack him. I think at least give him the rest of the season. This has been. <laughs> this is a pretty poor drab. Like the, how often they're falling behind in games is. It's it's poor. It's really poor for their this first team halves got. are very weak. And the thing is, it's costing them entire matches because it's. Yeah. It's very easy to play a bit better in the second half when you've already been trounced in the first. Yeah. Like, and they're just they're losing matches. They're losing points because of it. Uh, and it's just cost them. Conte needs to adapt. I think when a manager comes under pressure, I always say that you, you should give them lots of time, not just like a few games, months. I, I but in that month, the there has to be a trust in that that manager will adapt. It doesn't have to adapt everything, but just make tweaks, try some new things to fix the problem. If there's a problem, you need to fix it. So Conte needs to make sure he's not stubborn in his ways. Yeah, but this is Tottenham. They literally fired Mourinho a few days before a final against Guardiola, while Mourinho in the past have beaten Guardiola. Yeah. Because they're dumb. Just saying, like, don't do it right now. Give him the rest of the season. Uh, if he doesn't fancy... Like, if you, if you, if you're that much against him, at least sack him when the season is off. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do even if when they get rid of him. God damn. Okay, can we say something less like uh, depressing? Everything, every, yeah, all the Tottenham yeah, news okay, are very we'll depressing. Cut, let's, do, let's put on one more song and then we'll just talk about the rest of the games. Yeah. Um, now I want to do something less depressing. Anything but Tottenham. <laughs> well, I mean, you say less depressing. It's the relegation scrap and hey. the potential of three teams and their fans being heartbroken as they go to the championship. Well, Woo! Speaking of that, I, I have a quote for, from two of my friends who are, uh, we're also co-workers, and they are big Leicester fans. So I show up in the office on Monday, and then I hear this. It's simple, bro. Uh, bro, mate. Uh, unless Rogers is out, I refuse to watch any more games. Thoughts? A big stream. I think to look at all of Leicester's problems this season and blame it on Rogers. I know. I hate how much their fans don't take. like him. Uh, Like... I mean, they know what's gone wrong. They, Everyone in the summer, I thought, was agreed that it was, you know, issues with funding and spending. It was very much not yeah. Roger's fault. Like, literally. Um, stop blaming him for everything. That's a that's an odd take. That's a very immature take, I think. I would say the same, too. Whoever had that. But I do agree. I mean, it's it's their squad is just... It, ha- it does have some weaknesses. And Marty, Daniel Marty's not a proper centre-back. He's a holding midfielder. He's been playing centre-back just to cover the last few seasons. It hasn't been yeah. working. But I think you've got a few players who kind of have been eyeing moves away for a while. So we'll still do a decent performance, but then also, you know, I kind of have one foot out the door and they're looking for a move. Tielemans and Didi, uh, a few other cases of that as well. But yeah, I don't think... I don't know. I don't think it's massively Roger's fault. I don't know how much longer he'll stay in the job, but yeah, I think Forest played quite well. Um, yeah. This Forest team again is really coming into its own under Cooper. They've Finally. got that f- they've got the formation sorted. They've got the kind of trusted pillars of the team. Uh, you know, to see Brennan Johnson and Gibbs White link up so well was really cool. Yeah, uh, to see Bre- especially with Brennan Johnson, you know, it's, it's always nice when the player 
who smashes it in the championship <laughs> comes through and then proves it in the Premier League as well, you know. Yeah. Uh, so for him getting those two goals was really good. Uh, they, were take, they were taken very nicely as well, that first goal was. Um, yeah, good performance from Forrest. And I do think this will be a good run of form that will be followed by a bad run of form that will be followed by another good run of form, mm. if that makes sense. I don't think this is going to be like Forrest push for top half. Oh, no. No, because well, they are in the league, like... Um, 13th right now you know they're in a pretty comfortable mid-table that spot that doesn't mean anything on on paper you know they are because there is this big group um, that there exists of the bottom seven teams who are only separated by two points so Leeds Leicester Wolves on 17 points Bournemouth on 16 and then West Ham Everton Southampton on 15 points mm-hmm. and then three points above that you've got Forest on 20 and a few others but um, it's interesting Forest they aren't clear of that group below them yet but they are just banking more and more points you know i think uh, i i think every point counts for yeah. staying up i really like how this team has come into their own i don't think they're gonna push from to- for top half but i think they're gonna stay you know what I-, I couldn't say that at the start of the season but i think now if they push hard enough and they fight hard enough they can stay up well they are five points clear of the relegation zone right now that's good so, that's good you know i think they're looking all right, you'd say. You know, if if another team had that, if Leicester had that same amount of points, we'd say Leicester probably, you know, clear the relegation battle. We were saying, I was saying that a week ago, and yet now two points above. So I think I was a bit, I was a bit naive to say that they're not clear of it yet. Yeah. But yes, uh, there, there's two more relegation kind of zone games I want to talk about before the end of the show. <sighs> they're both uh, depressing, by the I'll way. I'll first talk about Everton Southampton. Um, James Ward Prowse, oh, scored some. Two absolute beauties. He's very good. He's yeah. very good. Like my gosh, that I mean, the first goal with the um, sending, Ben Godfrey just goes flying when he just hits him with a fake shot, throws it down. I think he's going to be sold picked from the wrong way. It's just lovely, and then a classic free kick. I mean, I saw a, someone made this remark, and I think it's a really interesting one. Is that when you give away a free kick to Southampton in around that kind of 18, 25-yard mm. area, it's almost like Ward-Prowse has turned it into a penalty. Yeah, In terms of the likelihood good. of how it goes in. And that is an incredible thing. People write off, um, you know, uh, non-open play goals. But I think yeah. when it's someone like Ward-Prowse and you see the bonkers talent he has with a dead ball, like... It's you have to commend it. You really do. Um, I would like to see him move to a bigger team. Just saying. Yeah, I've, I don't know. I think he could be a Southampton for life player. To be honest. Really? Why? He well, can do more. He's already. Uh, how old is he? Um, James Ward Prowse. Be fine for anyone. He's twenty-eight. You know, he has been there. I think basically his entire. Yeah, he's been there since he was. Uh, for twenty years, he's been there since he was eight. So yeah, he might not like the championship. I think he's been—he's probably been in the champion. He's been in the championship already. <laughs> so, like, um, he's fine with it, I'm sure. Should we talk about the depressing other half of the match? Yeah, Everton. Um, <sighs> it's really interesting. They're they're an they're an odd team, um, Everton, because there's a lot of players who have either doing kind of done well this season and aren't doing well right now, or just it's it's an odd mix of. It's a team that, although isn't like some massively strong squad, it's has players who have they've got players who perform. You know, all of their back three is solid. I think, uh, although Coleman played this game, Patterson solid. Mikalenko has shown really good promise. Awobi's transformed this season has become a lot better. He's only just come back from injury, so I can kind of write off this game. Yeah. Anana's playing well. It's just 
and yet it's kind of not fully clicking. There's just there's such that discontent around the team because of how abysmally they've been run this last few years. I said that to Joe just before we went on air. I am afraid they might get relegated, and I am afraid that this might actually be a blessing in disguise because this club has been run so badly the last mm. few years. Maybe they need a clean slate. I cannot do this anymore with yeah. them. Oh, uh, I, I'm a Liverpool fan, so hold that. <laughs> uh, by the way, I support everyone, so it's fine. Uh, yeah. But they're a historic team. They, sh- they shouldn't be relegated, but, well. Uh, hold that. Um, we've only got a minute and a half left, so I'm going to very quickly Something go Something tells to me we have more, but Wolves it's West- fine. Wolves West Ham, a very in- which was West Ham now in the relegation zone. Ah. Insane. Where did you where did you predict them in the league this season? I predict it- them in the relegation zone, just like Shut you. Because um, <laughs> I, I put them like ninth or ten. I thought there would be a bit of a fall off. Yeah, but you know, I think it was it wasn't unreasonable to say they'd do well again. But this has been absolutely shocking, you know. And I've Insane. got I've got a friend who's a West Ham fan, and he hates Moyes. I mean, he's a very overreactionary person anyway, so. It was inevitable when he was kind of saying Moyes should be sacked from the start of the season. But at this point, it's kind of getting to the point where Moyes has been very stubborn in his ways this season. There have been faults with the attack. And he's not... Skamaka is now at the point where I think he should be starting every game. Yeah. And he's not... Um, ben Rama's shown a lot of promise and he's not starting for them. They're not figuring it out with Paquetia. There's, uh, there's, there's lots of issues with this team and the team selection... There's... You know, you could argue you play... Fabianski hasn't made the odd fantastic save this season, but has also made a lot of mistakes. Yeah. And they've got a very good keeper on the bench, Nariola, who you could start regularly. It's it's interesting. It's at, it's at the point where if, if there's a very good replacement lined up, I wouldn't hate Moyes getting sacked. Yeah. But at the same time, I still think with all that Moyes has achieved, you should trust him. Uh, I don't see a good replacement. That's the problem. Exactly, yeah, the current links are like Rafa Benitez. <sighs> and it's like, that's not going to make things better. I, you, might as well trust, you might as well trust Moyes. Yeah. That it's not going to make things better with Rafa. And that, that comes from a Liverpool fan. There exactly. You go. Yeah, but current <laughs> Rafa, it's, it's not been it. It's oh, no, he's not been it for a long time. Yeah. Uh, it's actually kind of a sad fall because uh, growing up in the 2000s, he was the, the yeah. man. But yeah. Uh, I will say this. I am... I. I don't think it was out of the realm of possibility to believe that they would be in the positions that we both predicted. Yeah. I don't think... What is this for? If you're telling me who are the highest one possibilities to get sacked in the next few months, it's got to be Lampard and Moyes. Mm. Uh, but I don't see a good replacement for either. Yeah. I, I can see West Ham fighting out of the relegation zone and finding, collecting their stuff together. I cannot see that for Everton, though. They're mm. such a mess. I, I do think... I still think they'll be fine because it just... But that I will acknowledge that that is almost coming a place of like, well, they have to be fine, right? You know, they yeah, have to be. I, that's how I have score. been. So but I quit. I'm tired of this. Okay. I will acknowledge that they really do need to be thinking that they're in a relegation battle sooner rather than later. Oh my god! But, imagine they lose big for two Tottenham. Imagine yeah. the rumor actually becomes reality. I don't think that would happen though in a January. Which team are we currently talking about, Evan? Everton, right? I just said Everton. You were talking about the what West match team? have we been talking about? <laughs> Why? Why not? But you gotta say if you're talking about an entirely different team. I said it at the start. We, I was like Wolves West Ham. We spoke about West Ham. Yeah. I spoke about David Moyes. And he says yes. And if they lose Jordan Pickford, I'm like, what? Yes, because I was thinking about. Oh my god! Mentally, I was. I think done. that's where we call it. I, I think <laughs> we've clearly lost it. It's it's gone over six, and that means our brains no longer work for football. Uh, no, it's been a long day and a long week. Uh, 
and it's been a long sale, but we will be fine, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Maybe. You never know. I don't know. I don't even know how to close the show anymore. Oh, let me do it. Why is... <laughs> why is the system... Got, okay, anyway, that's been the DFS. That's sale it. is now off. Goodbye. <laughs>